Welcome into this week's edition of the Quarterback Room. My name is Jerry Hamilton, joined as always by Rod Babers, the guy who read the eyes at quarterbacks for many years. Um, I've just have watched him on huddle and in person. Uh, but Rod, uh, a very interesting quarterback game uh, for me this week. Probably the most interesting oh, yeah. season. Um, so I want to kind of set the show up for Texas fans. What makes it so interesting is Malik Murphy has one start under his belt. Now it's time for start two against a much different level opponent, uh, defensively, athletically. Then there's the question of what happens if Arch Manning, his first action, it has to be against Kansas State. Any chance Quinn Ewers is moving that right shoulder up in this throwing direction? We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Is it loosening up a little bit late this week? And then we have the Kansas State dynamic duo at quarterback, really a two-quarterback system. Since uh, Will Howard kind of imploded against Oklahoma State's the best way to say that, that presented Avery Johnson an opportunity in Lubbock, which I'm, I'm still not sure he stopped running yet in Lubbock. He had five touchdowns on 13 <laughs> carries. But since that point in time, Chris Kleiman said, we're playing both. We're playing both guys. Now, last week against Houston, Will Howard played the bulk of the snaps after an early unforced turnover by Avery Johnson. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Rod, let's start with Malik Murphy because he's the guy that Texas fans want to hear most about. Um, we talked about his first performance at nauseam. People can go back and find multiple videos of that. So my question to you, where do you think we see the most improvement week one to week two or start one to start two for Malik? That's a great question. I, I think it might be in the footwork Right. There were some times footwork for him got a little bit sloppy. And obviously with his first start, that's totally understandable. But I think man, that sometimes that caused the ball to float on him a little bit. I didn't think I don't think he stepped into a lot of his throws. And maybe no. because, hey, he it, you know, him stepping into throws could be something that <laughs> could provide a lot of put a lot of velo on the football. We know he's a he's a flame ball thrower. He's a power thrower with the football. So I wonder maybe he was a little, little hesitant to step into some of these throws, but I'd like to see the footwork and the mechanics get cleaned up a little bit for him. I think it'll keep the ball from floating on him a lot of the times. Also, and you talked about this, and I thought he did a good job with it as well. Just continue to have more command of the offense. Yeah. Just command the presence of a young quarterback out there, whether it be with the pre-snap. And Sark talked about this too. A lot of moving parts with his offense, right? A lot of pre-snap movement, motions and shifts. That It seems like it's simple and uh, it's easy, but that that's a lot of intricate moving parts for a young quarterback to keep up with. So just command and presence of the offense. i like to see him continue. I thought he did a good job with that, by the way, in game one, but I want to see better uh, command and consistent uh, presence and 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 that pocket poise of him. I want to see more of that. And I think at times we lost some of that when they blitzed him. You saw him yeah. panic a little bit. Totally acceptable. He's a young quarterback. Uh, when he was under center and then they had the uh, play where they kind of uh, BYU blew everything up. Also understandable that there you saw him freak out a little bit, and I totally get it. But he, he recovered the football. Uh, I think he was just trying to recover the football, I should say. And I think maybe trying to stay away from contact so he doesn't get injured, that kind of stuff. But I thought overall, I thought I liked his performance. I gave him a B minus. I think yeah. this game, they're going to need a B plus performance from him to win the game. No doubt. But let's let's hit on one thing that uh, we've mentioned earlier in the week, and you mentioned it a little bit here. How, just for the fans, how important is it that the game moves now slow slows down for Malik pre-snap so yeah. that he doesn't feel rushed 
when the ball is snapped. Because I thought, you know, Sark mentioned there's some miscommunications. Maybe he wasn't ready for a snap one time. But just talk about that for a young quarterback. If things are moving, start moving slower. People think about, oh, ball release, ball in there. I think when I think of things moving slower, it's before the ball snapped for a guy so he can be calmer after the ball is snapped. I love that. I, I, I love what you're saying, Jerry, because, you know, when you blitz a young quarterback, you're actually trying to speed up their clock. Yes. Right. You want to actually get their mind racing so that their process actually may be faster than their mechanics or faster than the fundamentals and just create chaos. That's what they did when they blitzed him on that interception. It just sped up his clock a little bit. And young quarterbacks, when you speed up their clock, they panic. Right, They don't really have the ability to kind of recalibrate as a young quarterback. And that's what you're talking about, right? So you don't want him. It's almost like you want him to operate with pace, but you don't want him. You don't want him in a rush. Right. You know, they always say, uh, they always say uh, hurry up, but don't be in a rush. It's right. That thing. You actually want him uh, working with an internal clock uh, so that he's operating on time and on schedule pre-snap, but you don't want him rushing because if he rushes, he's going to rush in at making a mistake. He's going to panic when they speed up that clock. So I, I totally get what you're talking about. And I think that's what, uh, you know, for a young quarterback is the challenge that let's just say the play gets in a little bit late or you get the play a little bit late. You got pre-snaps and motions and shifts to worry about. There's also a pre-snap read you're trying to make. You're trying to diagnose the defense. There are indicators coaches telling you to look for. Yes. All that's happening while the play clock is running. Yeah, Rod, to your point, and that's why – this is where I was headed with that. I think Jake Majors has – I thought going into the Alabama game, Jake Majors was more important than Quinn in that game because you, you couldn't get behind the change with pre-snap penalties. You had to have great communication in a hostile environment. I think, again, Saturday, Jake Majors is more important than Malik Murphy because, again – no pre-step penalties you're playing at home. He's almost a quarterback Saturday in reality for me. I love that. Because yeah. Malik has to get a snap before he can do anything. I think it's Major's eyes. I think he's watching the play caught. I think Sark's saying, hey, you got to help this young guy out. So he's almost taking on the role as the quarterback one and Malik's quarterback two in this game because Major's has to help Malik out. He's the experienced guy. Uh, uh, Jerry, and to that point, I'll even add add to it. And I forget what play. I wish I can give you the specific play of the quarter. But there was a play where Texas is running two back sets in that game. And the backs are, you can tell, uh, their, their alignment is wrong. And Xavier Worthy, he you can tell before the snap, he starts like gesturing to right. the backfield to switch, switch. And then they 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 look at him and they switch. And it wasn't Malik that did it, because I'm with you. Malik's got a lot going on right now. His on. mind is his yeah. mind is racing. And like you said, Jake Majors, veteran, probably needs to take some off his plate if he can. But other guys, other veterans on that team too, like Xavier Worthy. That's I, when you talked about that. I remember uh, the recalling it. Like, oh, I remember that play and thinking, good for you, X Man. Good yep. for you. Take ownership. Be the, make an executive decision. Hey, you know the damn plays. You've been playing in it for three years now. Hey, guys, you guys need to flip. You guys got to switch that. And he did it, and they actually responded. That's what you're talking about. They need no all hands on deck. Everybody needs to be uh, – make sure that communication is on point, and everybody needs to be open 
all right, to uh, to helping out their young quarterback. They see something, say something. That's exactly what Xavier Worthy did. Great way to put it. See something, say something. It's, it's very simply put, that's what we're talking about here. See something, say something. Because Malik Mert, what you don't want Malik doing, looking at play clock, trying to process everything, and never looking to see if his wide receivers are set, where you get some yep. crazy five-yard penalty on third and three. Uh, for a legal shift or, you know, that really stalls a drive. Um, Rod, next up, Arch Manning, you know, he didn't get in last oh, week. Yeah. <laughs> How difficult would this be if this was his first action? Like, look, he's a play away starting Saturday. Again, a play away. He's preparing all week like he's going to play. We know how this dr drill goes for the second string quarterback. How difficult would this be for him to come in in this game? Uh, it would be extremely difficult. Um, it really would be. You think about it, this is one of the, the, the best, most prepared teams in the country, and it comes to case. And I will say this: maybe actually that may work in Arch's favor because they are preparing for Malik Murphy, yeah. um, and I don't know how much preparation they can even do for Arch if he ends up knocking there's on no the tape. Door. There's no tape. You can't look at a yeah, high school no tape. tape. You can't look at a high school take at it, tape at Isidore Newman and have a feel, you know. It's exactly. just like Texas Tech couldn't look at a tape of Avery Johnson in high school and know what to expect with him more than, okay, exactly. guy looks pretty athletic on tape. Yeah, what are you going to do, right? And you have no idea how Sark is going to utilize him within that the framework of the offense. So, actually, I take it back. It may actually work in his favor because they don't have a game plan in the blueprint. He'll just come in there, and it's kind of like what happened with Caleb Williams in Texas and that Oklahoma game in twenty right in twenty twenty one when hey Texas had a great game plan for Spencer Rattler but didn't have a great game plan for Caleb great Williams. Point, How could that? It's a great point, Rod. That, <laughs> that's a great recall on Caleb Williams. Use one of your terms. Hey, and by the way, we don't know what's going to happen if Arch is going to get in. Hey, look, I, I'll give you all a little something too on this show. Quinn was like tossing the football around this week. Am I saying he's playing? I'm not. But I will say that shoulder was moving up a little bit this week. Oh, I'm not saying he's nice. playing, but does that mean he could come back and play this year? We'll have to find out. Uh, Quinn has battled back through injury before, especially his junior year at Southlake. Uh, so last thing on Texas quarterbacks, on Malik, before you get on over to the K-State quarterbacks, which I think is fascinating this week as well. No what question. does Malik have to do well for Texas to win Saturday, Rod? Oh, that is uh, that's good. Take care of the football. That's one. That's number one, right? You got to have as mistake free a football game as we can get from Malik. Uh, everybody knows growing pains are inevitable with a young quarterback. Uh, this is the game we need Malik to grow up fast. Yes. Um, so, it, so I, I think I think they're gonna try to blitz some guys. I mean, I do they too. play a lot of man. And up they the play middle. a lot of man. A yes. gaps and B gaps. Boom. There are guys coming good. off the nine in this. They're, they're, we're not talking about this. We're talking about Hayden Connor, DJ Campbell, Jake Majors, Malik. We don't think you can move. Show us you can move, sir. Totally agree with you, Jerry. Because why am I going to be rushing from the edge with, against, you know, Kelvin Banks and Christian Jones? Right? <laughs> that doesn't make a lot of sense. Those are your best pass blockers. Where Texas is weakest on the all line is in the interior, just like Jerry said. And for any quarterback, especially a young one, man, they passer. hate pressure. They hate pressure right up the gut. Any pocket pass, they hate pressure right in their face, forces them to have to abandon that pocket. And then you get to see how a young quarterback operates, not only processing things quicker, but on the move. So I think you'll get blitzes in the interior, but also a lot of twists and stunts. 
because we know Texas had to struggle, you know, struggle with picking up twists and stunts uh, on uh, interior pressure packages. I think that's also something you're going to see a lot of. And you know the other reason they're going to be blitzing up the middle? Because last week Malik showed him he'll play off his back foot. And Chris Kleiman's won a lot of football games, man. If he had stepped into every throw last week, that might be a little different game. But they saw a guy that played off his back foot. So they're like, oh, well, we like this because we have better athletes and we can bring better pressure. So that'll be interesting to see how Malik handles that. Because you know Sark said, told him. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Malik, love you. You did all this well, but you cannot play this game off your back foot and be successful long term. Uh, nobody. Yes, I think, I, I'm with you, Jerry, because I think he was, instead of feeling the pressure, he was actually seeing the pressure. And that's different because I think when you, from, I've been told from quarterbacks, when they see the pressure, then you start, your body adjusts to it. You're, yeah. you, you start trying to avoid the pressure because you see it. You have to feel that pressure. And yes, even at times, have the fort- the testicular fortitude to step into it, even though you know it's coming. Because to yeah, make sorry. that throw, I need to step into it, and I know that pressure, and I are going to end up connecting. <laughs> That's part and, of it. And what we're going to end with that. That's why Arch Manning is a play away. Because Malik was limping after a couple of those hits last week, and we know sure. he's missed a day or two of practice each of the last two weeks, so we'll see what happens Saturday. Kansas State, Rod, very – I'm just – I hate to say it because we cover Texas here. We want Texas to win, but I'm I'm in I'm excited to see what Kansas State does with the, these this two quarterback system Saturday as a football <laughs> fan. Because yep. I, I'm just gonna throw this out. Will Howard, 38 touchdowns, 22 interceptions in his career, 883 career rushing yards, but this year is the is his biggest rushing year by far. 59% career passer, but he's up to 63-7 this year. Um, seven interceptions and 215 attempts. That's a pretty high number, though, okay? That's, you know, it's a high number. On the road, um, four touchdowns, four interceptions in the two losses. Now, he had three of those picks at Oklahoma State where he's 15 of 34 for 152, had a touchdown, three picks, did rush for 104 yards and a touchdown. But it was that game where Chris Kleiman said, I things have to change. Yep. And that's when Avery Johnson – uh, hit Texas Tech like they could in a way they couldn't recover because they'd never seen it. But talk about <laughs> Will Howard. What? Yes, yeah, just total blow up. Um, talk about what you've seen from Will Howard. What does he do well? Um, I here's my take on him, Rod. After watching a few games, if you can make him hang in the pocket, that guy's throwing interceptions. 
every year of his career if you can make him hang in the pocket. He's just – I don't think he's comfortable after two Mississippi in the pocket. Uh, what have you seen from Will Howard? And what do you like about him? What do you think Texas should do against him? Uh, I love your observation, right? If you can get him to get deeper into his progressions uh, as a quarterback, uh, that's when he starts making bad decisions. He gets uncomfortable uh, in there as, in, as a pocket pass because he's really kind of an athlete. Right. Uh, just playing quarterback. And I think he does get uncomfortable having to go through progressions uh, and then really stick to his fundamentals and the mechanics at quarterback. I think at times the struggle, but I, I I think he's got a lot of grit, a lot of yeah. fortitude. I love the way he plays the game. And I think since they benched him, they're not benched him, really benched him. They just put in Avery Johnson to yeah. split snaps with him. Um, I, did, I think it has made, it's changed him as a player. There's a great quote from the late, great Bobby Knight now where Bobby Knight says the greatest motivator is um, basically putting a player's butt on the bench. He says, he says, ass meets bench, (laughs) bench retains ass, ass transmits signal to brain, brain sends message to body that if you want to get up off this bench, then you got to make better decisions and play better. And then you do. He's that great motivator. And that yeah. happened to Will Howard. We watched it in real time. He's playing much better now that he knows they have, an, they have a Will Howard insurance policy in Avery Johnson. So I think Avery Johnson has a higher upside than Will Howard, no question. But no the, there's, there's, no, there's no way that you can, you know, that that, that experience factor, right? The experience factor Will Howard has. There, there's no way, even with a young quarterback, Avery Howard, all the talent. He's like, he's like the one of the most talented recruits they've ever had in Kansas yeah. State football history. Um, hell, Chris Kleiman said he's the fastest guy on the team. I know we'll get to that in a second, but yeah. with Will Howard, his experience, the mistakes that he's made, uh, all those things, I think that's what Chris Kleiman likes. Remember last year, we thought Chris Kleiman could have, I think, if Chris Kleiman probably could have beat Texas if he'd have started Will Howard. But when yes. we started Adrian Martinez, yes, because exactly. he likes a vet, the presence of a veteran quarterback out there. Because when the fit hits the shan, he wants a quarterback that actually has had some experience, some experience with live reps in those uh, critical moments. Yep. And even though Will Howard has made a lot of mistakes, just like Adrian Martinez did last year, I think he's gonna go, he's gonna ride Will Howard bandwagon until the wheels fall off. Because I do think he trusts, he wants a veteran quarterback out there ultimately, and he doesn't want a young one. But last year, Will was the Will Howard was the young guy. This year, Avery Johnson is the young guy. No doubt about it. And what one of the things with Will Howard um, that you hit on that I think is so true. We talk about the wow moment for Texas Tech. Even though Will Howard, they, he had seen Avery Johnson in practice, that was a wild moment for him saying, whoa, this guy, I've got real competition. It's one thing to say this guy's a really talented player behind me in practice, but then when he goes in and wins a game, it's a total different thing. Um, and to your point, I think that's the ultimate motivator for Will Howard the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, now, now let's talk about Avery Johnson because he is – Rod, what's is so interesting to me, and I want you to talk about what everything Kansas State does in the QB run game, but what's so interesting to me is just in the tapes, just in the one highlight clips against Texas Tech, you saw QB power out of empty. You saw QB yep. draw. You saw you saw QB power with three different formations, essentially. Um, so he's not easy to prepare for in the run game because Kansas State's already put so much out there. I mean, they put a lot out there in a limited sample size as far as how many formations they will run Avery Johnson out of. And that makes him difficult yep. 
to uh, to prepare for because you have to prepare for two quarterbacks who are totally different players. Yeah, you just and I think the last part you just threw out there, Jerry hit the nail on the head. I mean, think about how much effort and time now Texas has to put in to have two game plans ready. Yes. two different quarterbacks that in itself guys listen guys you only have a certain amount of allotted hours to practice and to prepare and to meet every week you only got a certain amount the ncaa only allows you a certain amount coach to meet the players and to practice the players so imagine now having to cut defensively having to cut all of that preparation and meeting time and the practice time in half preparing for two different quarterbacks who consider starters it makes you highly inefficient in terms of your preparation and game planning, that's number one, because <laughs> you basically got half the time to prepare right. for each quarterback now. And number two, though, we're talking about Avery Johnson and Elsie and Will Howard's thrown in there too. This may be, if not the, the, the most diverse quarterback run game in the country, it's certainly up there in the conversation. That's the most diverse quarterback run game because you said Jay, they run everything quarterback power, lead. Proud. It makes Urban Meyer Florida proud, right? I mean, that's yes. And it makes sense because Colin Klein is the OC. Colin Klein, old school running quarterback. So yeah. he loves having these are the kind of two muses for him. He loves having two quarterbacks that both are really gifted runners. And think about Avery Johnson's running ability. Now he's a little, he's he's I mean he's not frail, but he's a he's coming out of high school. He's a freshman. He still right. got his teenage high school yeah, body. He's 6185. <laughs> That's yeah. that's wiry, right? That's, 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 that's Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But he runs like AD Mitchell too. That's yes. the problem. Right? He's he's slight like AD when he runs like him. Chris Kleiman is saying he's the fastest guy on the team, and I'm thinking to myself, damn, that's that's wild for your backup quarterback to be the fastest guy on the team. But it makes sense as to why they force feed him the football. He provides an explosivity factor that really not even Will Howard can provide when he goes north and south and turns it up. Most of his runs are through the C and D gap though. Because yes, he's so he's so yeah, he's so he's so slight. He doesn't like running in between the tackles. They don't like him running in between the tackles and against Texas tackles. Savondre Sweat, best D tackle in the country potentially right now, and Byron Murphy, another top 10 D tackle in the country, looking at pro football focus grades. I doubt they run in between the tackles with Avery Johnson against Texas. So when he's in the game, you expect C and D gap runs. He wants to get to the perimeter and get there quick. So the containment on the edge is going to be key. No Ethan Burke this week. So, you know, you're going to have uh, fewer resources to work with. I think you're going to see more Anthony Hill on the edge, more Mo Blackwell on the edge, some of those hybrid pieces to try to contain this speed and explosivity of uh, Kansas State on the edge with the quarterback run game. Hey, hey Rod, that brings uh, the last point uh, that I was going to bring up on this, on the quarterbacks and the important, to me, the most important position this week for Texas, it's ed- what's well, twofold. It's edge and outside linebackers in this game. It's the edge mm-hmm. position outside linebackers. Because I think Kansas State's going to stress them in some capacity on every play. Whether that is in the run game, the threat of the run game, Ben Sanat. Um, I think this is where this game is ultimate, ultimately going to be won or lost by Texas with the caveat that first down run defense is the most important thing defensively this week, but they're going to stress those edges and they're going to work. They're going to challenge those outside linebackers this week. Do, do you agree on the importance of this, uh, of those two positions this week, kind of being the difference or, or determining factor for Texas? There's no doubt. Cause I think we all know Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy, 
have probably been the most consistent part of this defense. And then they got Jeff They pull BB a lot. So it's not like he's sitting there going to be looking across, breathing snot, and Sweat's going to be breathing snot. They pull BB a lot in the run game. Yeah. So keep going. Yeah. And it, that might be a stalemate because they're right. Their interior offense, this will be the best interior offensive line that Texas has played. This will easily be right. the best interior D line that K State has played. Um, but I think Texas is going to try to spill a lot of those runs. And I'm with you. I think K-State, whether with this option we're talking about or whether we're talking about stretching Texas out with a jet sweep motion and a lot of the movement, I think they're going to try to stress Texas horizontally. And much like Kansas did early on, hit Texas with some of those quick hitters, whether in the quarterback run game. And I think ultimately Texas will go to a, a package. And I can talk about that hybrid package. I think they'll go to a package that'll give them more solutions and diversity on the edge. That's why I think Anthony Hill is a great, just because you can move him around so much, be a great defender in a game like this when you got quarterbacks who can stress you horizontally, but also pop those big ones like Will Howard and uh, Avery Johnson can. So I think I think ultimately for, for Texas, you said it, first down rush defense. I went and stopped up a little stat here. You know that K-State leads the country in 10-plus yard runs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, they lead. I say they lead the Power Five in 10-plus yard runs. They're second in the country in 10-plus yard runs. This is an explosive rushing yeah. attack. Yes. And they're used to getting chunk yards out of their rushing attack. If Texas can just keep them to minimal gains, they're not accustomed to that. Now, they may, they may accept it, but they're not accustomed to such minimal gains. They get chunk yards in the running game, and I think Texas will be the first one to try to hold them to some minimal gains and get them to third long. You get them to third long, and that's when Will Howard or Avery Johnson, both of them are a fish out of water there. I agree. And, look, I think uh, last thing here, I think we all – we we know which way this game's going to go. K-State's going to try to condense the game, and if they can walk out of here with 50 rushing attempts and 35 minutes time of possession, they know they're winning on the way out the oh, door. Yeah. Yep. So that's why first down run defense, first down defense. How aggressive is PK going to be on first downs, Rod? Because they know if it's third and three, that's a losing battle for them this week against this team. They have too much. They're too diverse in the run game. There's too many things on a third and three you have to account for. Yep, I'm with it. I almost wonder, Jerry, if they make it obvious on first down. I'm stacking. Yeah. You can throw on first down. We're going to give it to you. Yeah, I love you want to throw Will and Avery on first down, go right ahead because that's not y'all's strength and that's not y'all's comfort zone. So we're going to stack this damn box and let you know we one-on-one on the outside, which, by the way, I trust Texas one-on-one with K-State receivers, actually. And then say, hey, you want to run into a stack box, go right ahead. But we ain't going to give you the easy run on first down. Mm-hmm. And then you start playing, you know, the, the chess game from there. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see uh, because, like you say, in these in these big games, somebody's got to break tendency. Yeah, you do. And I think it's got to be PK that breaks tendency in this game. I, I really do. I think if you lose on first down to K-State, you're going to lose the game. That's my prediction. If you lose on first down against K-State, you're enough. You're going to lose the game because if they walk out, if they get 45, 50 rush attempts against you in this defense – it has not been a good day for Texas, Rod. Amen, brother. Agreed. Nah. All right, that's been this week's edition of the quarterback room. Uh, it's going to be a great game to watch Saturday. from Just from a quarterback perspective, Malik Murphy, oh, yeah. second. Do we see Arch? Um, Will Howard, Avery Johnson. W- what does Chris Kleiman do there? I think the one thing we know, 
is the ball won't be in Avery Johnson's right arm if they have to throw to win it. If that's the case, Howard's probably injured. I think that's the one thing we need to go, know going into this game. Uh, so, Farad, this is Jerry. Uh, this has been this week's edition of the Quarterback Room. We'll talk to you again next week. Welcome.